being on any stage is a performance. Being a speaker, it is a craft and it is in support of the audience. It is not about you at that point. It is about the audience's experience and what their takeaway is so they can go and achieve what you wanted them to be able to achieve so they can be the megaphone for your message. And if we can figure out how to unlock that for you, that's when you just shine. Welcome to Beyond Better, a podcast that explores a simple but profound idea. We all deserve to live lives we love, and that includes our work lives too. I'm Stacey Ennis, an author and longtime location-independent entrepreneur living in Portugal with my family of four. Join me as I talk business, location independence, writing, travel, and so much more, all focused on building a life that is beyond better. Welcome, welcome. This week, I am really, really excited to get to share with you a recorded discussion that I had with my dear friend, Misty Mejia. This was such a good conversation. We did it live on LinkedIn. And when we got done with this conversation, I thought, wow, I had that feeling. You know, when you have a really good conversation and you just feel like on fire and just like buzzing from the energy of that discussion? Well, that was this conversation. So I'm really excited today to get to share that discussion with you. And before I do, I want to share a podcast review. I'm going to start doing this on a regular basis because I have a huge goal to hit 100 podcast reviews. Now, as I record this, I'm at 18. I need your support. I need your help to drive that number up. It's not an arbitrary number. I don't um, personally have a, a deep care or concern for the number of reviews that I have. But what that does for me is it helps me reach more people with this message of living a life that is beyond better. And that is truly my mission and purpose in this world. So if you would take the mo- take a moment right now to leave a podcast review, I would be forever grateful. So let me read this one that Cynthia left. She says, right in my lane. And there's three exclamation points. I discovered Stacy last week. She offers so much value and the podcast is super helpful. Thank you, Cynthia. I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast. And uh, for you, listener that's listening right now, if you haven't left a review, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to do so. And maybe I will read it on a future podcast episode. So without further ado, let me give you this week's episode with my dear, dear friend, Misty Mejia. We are live. Misty, maybe while I'm getting the tech stuff sorted out on the different platforms, you could give an overview of what we're going to talk about today on our live. Oh, well, we'll see what comes out. (laughs) We are discussing how to set yourself up as an expert today. And definitely through both of our mediums, we deal with a lot of phenomenal humans that are trying to make their impact and their statement to the world uh, to reach as many audiences as possible. So hopefully we can give some good tidbits today so people can unleash and unmute their 
thought leadership voice. Yay. I love this topic. And I, it's such a great one for us to get to share together because this is something that we both do in, in shared in different ways in the work that we do. Um, yeah. And I especially love the way that you work because I there's such alignment with how I support authors. And nearly every author that I work with or have some kind of engagement with in some way they talk about wanting to be a speaker. And I think that's partially because there's a thrill behind that idea of getting up on stage and delivering a talk. But I think it's more the, the signal of that as I'm the expert and I'm invited on that stage. But I think people really struggle with, I'm here, I'm an expert, I'm a coach, I'm an executive in this space. I'm, you know, I'm a recognized expert but I'm not getting invited to speak and, you know, do interviews and, and do this other these other pieces. So I wonder if you could share a little bit about like, what is that? Like, how does somebody start from here to get to there and where they want to go as a speaker, as a thought leader? Yeah. A lot of times when people are starting out, they may in their circle be considered the expert but people outside of that circle don't know them yet. And so it's hard to pitch yourself to a conference as a keynote speaker and say, hey, here it is without all of these wonderful proof points. And a lot of times it is unfortunately working your way up, but building awareness for your brand. And obviously writing a book is a no brainer. Like, yes, having a book out there, me as a conference producer, I vet speakers that are brand new to me by looking at their YouTube and seeing if they have any speeches out there. I look and see what expertise they have, how many followers they have. So you have to start building your voice in a variety of different mediums. And that is on YouTube, on your social platforms, writing a book, becoming the author so we can see that stamp of approval because it is a risk right? To bring somebody in that you're like, well, they said they're an expert. <laughs> Let me just expose them to all of my clientele <laughs> and just hope for the best. So with those proof points, it makes it a little bit easier for us to say, yes, I'm going to go ahead and talk to this person, but then one more time and make them an offer. But without those proof points, it, it becomes a little bit too much of a gamble. Mm-hmm. In your work that you do, I know that you have some courses um, and programs for really beginner speakers, but the core work that you do is people who um, have been speaking in some way and they really want to level up, maybe make it to the keynote stage, really deliver that like powerful presentation, really knock it out of the park with their, their workshops. And I remember, um, I mean, man, I'm such a work in progress with everything I do, but I can think back to when I very first really wanted to pursue speaking. And a couple of the things that I did, one is I, um, I pitched a TEDx talk the first time I did not get it, the second time I did. And then through that TEDx talk, I got to work with a coach. And then after that experience, every time I've had a major keynote or I'm developing something that's new and it's going to be delivered widely, like multiple times or to hundreds or thousands of people, I work with a coach. 
And um, sometimes when I share that with people, they're like, really? Like you, and sometimes it's for months, literally months for a keynote. And I, I share that because this is the same with books. It's easy to look at this well-written, beautiful book that's been published and just think it came out that way. And with speaking, it's it's easy to look at a keynote or a workshop that you attend or a podcaster or you know people even doing a live that feel seem really natural and comfortable in front of the camera and think, oh, they're just like that. And yeah. that's just not true, right? So I'd love for you to talk a little right. bit because that there's action in that getting you from I'm an expert in my bubble to I'm now a thought leader that people actually are inviting and want to hear from and um, really like my value is being seen. And to me, that core piece there is coaching. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. And you, I know you have this incredible coaching program that's just about to start. It's what is it? Third, fourth, fifth, sixth. I don't know what cohort we're hey. on. <laughs> oh, what cohort? Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> you do a couple a year. So I feel like this has got to be like, what, six or seven at this point? You've run it many times, but this is work that you've also, outside of this um, group cohort, you run the same thing in companies. So you've run this over and over and over and over again and result with these amazing, powerful speakers. And to me, that core piece is education and coaching. So I'm done talking. I want to hear from you on your thoughts on that and how you support speakers on that journey. Yeah, I, I've seen so many phenomenal speakers that didn't even dream of going onto the keynote stage. Like that wasn't their goal when they came to me. And through our work of me showing them how to engage an audience and using theater techniques and education techniques and corporate techniques that I've like curated over the years, uh, they went from one, just one person in the last month, she went from presenting technology in an education style, which she said for the first time ever, she wasn't nervous. She had been doing it for years and she goes, I wasn't nervous. I knew I did a good job afterwards. It was a flip of the hair. <laughs> from that presentation, she was invited to a keynote space. And she was like, oh my God, I'm going to now be in that keynote. Can you help me out? So I was like, yes. We stepped in, we worked on her keynote. She went and delivered that keynote. It went so well that afterwards she had a line of people to meet her. And one of those people in the line was Bloomberg News who asked her to start writing a column. <laughs> what? I love that. That's amazing. But the, the thing is, is that a lot of people, they are have an expertise in some area that leads them to writing a book or to already like being asked to present in some way, but they have not learned the skill sets to be an expert speaker. Yes. And so yes. you have to yes. understand that there is a process that you can use. There are engagement styles that you should be incorporating. There are ways that you can reach every single person in that audience. And that if you are not tapping into that, you are leaving things on the table. And so my job is to really be that person that helps you see all of these different ways that you can reach audiences and massively create impact in that space. And I love it. I'm like such a nerd about it. <laughs> and I'm a nerd about it. And I love that about you. <laughs> but I think that 
you know, a lot of my, my work is, is one, getting people out of their own way, as I'm sure it is with the book, right? You have all of these like things in your mind of how it should be. And you hold, you end up holding yourself back. And so when I bring in the theater aspect, it can be uncomfortable for people, but then they realize, oh, being on any stage is a performance. Being a speaker, it is a craft and it is in support of the audience. It is not about you at that point. It is about the audience's experience and what their takeaway is so they can go and achieve what you wanted them to be able to achieve so they can be the megaphone for your message. And if we can figure out how to unlock that for you, that's when you just shine. And that's what you help people do. And I've seen, because you and I have been dear friends for so long and um, really connected in a like the professional sphere. So that's how I knew you first. And then our friendship developed over, over many years. Um, but I first got to know you as a practitioner, as somebody who's in there like helping people do the things that you're talking about. And I've seen your work with, you know, everywhere from executives of Fortune 100 companies to, you know, consultants who are right now one woman show and wanting to grow and scale. And you have a real gift for bringing that out of people and helping them really shape their message and I think also, like, I notice a difference in how people just show up, like almost like their body changes in, in how they hold space and how they, how they project their voice and how you can see an ease within them. And to me, that's the power, like that is the power of the work that you do. It's not just about here's how to memorize a, a powerful talk and like be a robot. But really, like, how do you actually embody that confidence, clarity, and that, like, uniqueness that is you when you step onto a stage? Yeah. And a lot of times what we see is people, before they work with us, they are so focused on their failures, mm -hmm. right? So as soon as they fail at something that becomes the real in their head that is repeated. And so even, even actors, they do this a lot. They go on stage, that one mistake that they made in a performance, there's like, oh, did you see that? No one in the audience probably saw it except for their mom, whatever. <laughs> like, and it's called the spotlight syndrome. You are so focused on the words that you said wrong that you don't focus on everything else that you did right. And the audience is more focused on how you made them feel. And so if we can shift that language for ourselves after we present to, hey, what are all of the things that I did right? Yes, pay attention to things that you need to tweak and adjust to be better, but you have to start building that muscle of positive reinforcement for yourself because it's so easy to go into that negative thing where you will not reach the levels that you want to reach because your negative talk in your head is just overwhelming you and creating that anxiety for that first, usually it's that first five to 10 minutes before, like when you start a presentation, then everybody says, Oh, once I get into it, I'm fine. But it's like that anxiety before, and we can actually get rid of that through just building that muscle of like 
I got this and I have all of the processes. I did all of the work. I know exactly how I want to show up in every aspect. Like I'm going to be fine. But it's having that repeatable process for people to go to. And then that shift in the mind to just, no, you, you got it. You got it. You're not helping the person 10 steps ahead of you. You're helping the person five steps behind you. And mm-hmm. it's going to be good. You're going to reach that one person that needed to hear it today. Oh, so beautiful, Misty. You have that process for them. So I'd love for you to just share a little bit about your um, your program and how people could go on that journey with you to really step into the, the place that they know they can as a speaker. <laughs> yeah, thank you for asking. So we have the Theater of Public Speaking, and it is really for high-achieving women that want to unleash their voice in the next level. We have usually two programs a year, Women's Month, which is March, and it starts next week. There's still time and maybe two spots available left. But uh, in that work, we have obviously on mistymejia.com, you can check out the site. And it is a six-week program where we have a huge on-demand component. We have a group piece because obviously in speaking you can't just learn it all by watching video you have to take some action (laughs) and actually do some of the work and it's so much more fun in the group element they learn from each other i will say that non-stop we've been doing testimonies the last couple weeks and every person like that is their favorite piece even though they didn't want Mm. to do that component at first they're like Uh, it becomes their favorite moment because they just make friends for life and create a very safe space for people to take risks. And everybody asks questions and you learn through other people's questions of like, oh my God, I didn't even think of asking that. Thank you for asking that. And so it's just this really beautiful growing space. And then uh, when you graduate, uh, we have an alumni program as well that we just can help you continue to nurture your voice. Mm. And where would people learn more about you and your program? Where's the best place to find more? Uh, MistyMejia.com is our website. And I'm Misty Mejia everywhere. All social media platforms link to the program. (laughs) There's no secret code that you have to remember. But we would love to help anybody that is just ready to amplify their message. And it's like funny because you and I work so closely together. Like some people want to start with their book first and get all of their messages down. And some people want to start with that speech first so they can try out their message before they put it into a book. And so it's like there's really no right or wrong path, but to go forward in one of those directions that you are getting your ideas out there because you have so much to share with the world. It's just a matter of like, getting the right people to help you deliver that message in the way that you want it to be heard. Mm. Yes. I think for anybody who is in my network, who's worked with me as a client, who's been a student, who's bought one of my products. um, If you are a high achieving female that really wants to reach that next level, I cannot endorse Misty enough. She has had a huge impact on me as a human and a speaker. Um, and I've just seen her incredible work. And then for those of you males, for example, that fall outside of that sphere, Misty also does coaching and consulting and all kinds of things in corporations and with individuals. 
Um, so Misty, thank you. I always love getting to do anything with you. So this was so fun. And thank you for sharing with my, with my audience and network. And um, I know this will be so helpful to somebody, at least today. To that one person, that's all we need. Thanks, Misty. Thank you, everyone. This podcast is produced by me, Stacey Ennis. Special thanks to Daniel Alexander for sound editing and Catherine Fishman for project support. These two make the show possible, and I'm grateful. You can always access show notes, including any links mentioned in this episode, at stacyennis.com slash podcast. And you can connect with me at StacyEnnis.com, on Instagram at Stacy Ennis, or on Facebook at Stacy Ennis Creative. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Here's to building lives that are beyond better.